As Chaim Dovid just said, there's a tremendous amount to discuss here. So we're going to go quickly from topic to topic in terms of what we're looking to contain, control, accomplish. And I'm going to address some of the basic hashkafas behind it. And it was 10 plus years ago, the original shear given on this, people thought was a chiddush nifla. I started talking about filters and accountability programs, and people said, if we talk about that, we're mattering the technology. So call me a makel, but just felt that there were, at that time already, the original, original one in Flappish, and an earcom was given 13 years ago. And you have to see what's coming and be prepared. Now we're 10, 14 years later. And the issues that are exponentially exploding, most of them are here to stay, not in terms of issues without solutions, but issues that we have to deal with. So I'm going to use an unlikely source to begin with because this one small Misa in Navi has three components, none of which are preferish in the Pasuk, but all of which deal with the present Matzah. So we'll begin with this very quickly. Cheskiel uh, HaMelech, as we know, was a to one of the biggest Nisim in the history of Klai Yisrael. Yushalayim was about to fall. There was a long siege. Sancher was there, 180,000 troops. And there was no way out. There was come out no army. The people were down, depressed. And it was a matter of time. Chizkiyot, the tzaddik that he was and the leader that he was, understood that the battle has to be fought in the base medrash. Generate schusim, and he put a sword in the base medrash, perhaps a fellow on the back with a sword. And anybody who had a havamina of either coming late to Seder or leaving Seder early would have to explain it to that big fellow on the back with the sword. And that increased hasmada, and the Gemara says it was incredible. Midan Val Besheva, everybody knew Tyrus. I saw that Bali Musa that asked if you want to get people into learning, putting a sword in the base medrash isn't really the solution. We should put the sword and the fellow that's carrying it out in the shuk and the street and the mall to bring the people to the base medrash. What good is it to put the sword in the base measures? Those people are already there. The answer is very apropos to the Elam sitting here and the Elam watching, the Elam that will hear it, and that is we can never let go of the ideals of the importance of Kiruv, and we have to be actively involved, caring about Achenu B'nai Yisrael. But nothing's going to work if the critical mass of Klai Yisrael, the B'nai Teira, the Nashim Sitkanias are not focused on these ideals, it's not going to spill over. And Chizkiyo Amelech understood that. He said, I could put a sword out there also, but we only have X amount, and the energies have to be for the people already in the Bez Medrash listening and the people who want to grow, and then that critical mass survives, then we'll get there. That's a very important Nakuda because I hear from Anshay Shlomeinu a lot of Yish. Preparation. People asked me last night as I was leaving Simcha, I'm speaking tomorrow about this subject. He says it's the most important subject of the generation. 
However, and this is from a chosh of a ben Teira, he says, I'm having yish, uh, problems, and my children, other children, and it's uh, insurmountable. It's insurmountable doesn't really exist in our lexicon. It's troubling, but if we don't discuss it, and this hour, this next hour is going to be just the beginning of the discussion, but the heightening of the awareness of what has to be done. So Chizkiah says, number one, we have to mechazik the chash of a people who are already focused that there is a problem and that there's a need for growth and shmirah. The pella is, after the whole Maisa, 108,000 people didn't wake up in the morning. The Neis Nigla, which we talk about throughout the year. And Chizkiyo is not only now safe with the people in Yushalayim, but the Yuma caught on and saw what happened, and there were kings, foreign monarchs, who were sending gifts. They heard he was sick, and there was an ace, and he got better, and they heard about the ace of the saving of Yushalayim. And the Pasuk in Perichof says that the Melech Bovel sent a gift and sent a very warm letter to Chizkiah, and he sent a delegation. And Chizkiah now receives the delegation in Yushalayim, and the Pasuk at great length describes that he was a good host, that's natural and important, and diplomatically, and shalom with the umas. And it was a kiddush Hashem, he felt, and he took them around. The Pasuk says he took them around, but he showed them everything. And he took them inside the base of Medish, and he showed them luchus. And he, we're reading, and we say, this is great. This is what we're here for. Kiddush Hashem Shemaim, they're impressed, they're coming. Gavaldik. Archisiel's Madrega, apparently, and for big people, a small mistake. Is a mistake for Klai Yisrael. Apparently, he took on some tiny level some delight in the fact that, oh, Baruch Hashem, we made it. The Umas Elam like us, and they're coming close to us, and we're going to show off, and they're going to be friendly with us, and that is dangerous. There's Darke Shalom and political activism. We're at a good, good convention, so that has to be done when it has to be done. And there's the very fine line, but a very, very firm line. This is our camp, these are Hashkafas, and in a generation like never before, where we're inundated with Kroma Hashkafas and Pritzis, and the, the Pritzis and the Lashon Hara, these are all major problems unto themselves, but it's the general ambiance that from the time you wake up in the morning with a computer, with a phone, at the office, and you're inundated with everybody's comment, most of them are not vetted al pidas terror, and that's an understatement, and we're bombarded all the time, all day. And they've taken statistics. You'll hear more about that. People are checking their phone, their computer, their emails hundreds of times a day. And I'm not here to attack WhatsApp per se. I don't have it. But uh, people tell me all about them, who want to learn more. They say they're going crazy. They say every time somebody sneezes in Bangladesh, they have to know about it. And 25 comments. Is it a problem? Is it a new strain? Is it a, uh, that already is relatively par, but then it gets to their political leanings and everything else. And you can hold otherwise as a Ben Terra, as a from person, but when you hear it, the same thing a thousand times, it's going to have an effect. So that is a hidden issue that's a silent killer. Everybody knows the Pritzis, the Lashon Hara, a lot of people say, not Lashon Hara, it's Taylor, I've got to know what's going on in the world. You don't have to know what's going on that much repeatedly and every Tom, Dick, and Harry with their comments. And Chizkiyo on his madrega felt a little bit too much pride that we're getting friendly. Baruch Hashem, we made it. 
This is the most jarring, this is unknown, Kemat, unless you learn Malachim very slowly. To me, it's the most jarring parak in the entire Malachim. The end of Malachim base ends of the Chorban. And this is the first time the Navi says, Beferish, Yeshaya comes to the Melech, and he says, Who are these people? What'd they say? So Rashi brings down, the answer should have been, You're the Navi, you're here to give me Musa. What does Hashem want me to do? What did I do wrong? And he didn't say that. He said, oh, they came to see me, and I showed them around. I showed them everything. And the Navi says, the people that you just showed around from Bavl are going to come back and destroy the base of Mekdish and take your children into captivity and destroy your family, destroy the royal house, and try to destroy Klai Yisrael. Out of all the things for the Hurban, this is what triggered the Hurban? That we got too close to their culture? That we wanted to be their friends and were so interested in hearing what they have to say and bring it into our house. And Fiskio listens. The last line needs Hezber. Uh, he says, Baruch Hashem, not happening during my time. I'm not going to be here. So, okay, the Rishayim said, Pasha Pshaz, it sounds like, okay, at least the Midas Adin, but some Rachamim, I don't have to live through this. It talks about his children being killed. And okay, that's the Pasha Pshaz. The deeper Pshaz is a Yisoid, which is what we're going to be trying to help out with. The Yish sets in, even in our camp, that it's so all-encompassing and it's so pervasive and it's all here that you throw up your hands, you throw in the towel. What do you do? This is the way it goes. Without any discussion, containment, without any movement. And I wasn't around, but they tell me in the 1950s there was something in America called a TV. People, my kids never heard of it. I said, it's something like a record player. What's a record? Something like CD, but bigger. So they tell me, you'll, you're a couple of years older than me, you'll tell me, they say there was a mohama by Yechidim against it. People said it's un-American, it's not doable, it's not Shaykh. The good news is, the mohama was won, more or less, at least in the critical mass of the camp, and the tide was turned, and then the Yitzhar registered a complaint in Shemayim that that's not fair. And unbeknownst to us, lack of schusim, gullah's conditions, he was given something far more lethal. That's what happened, if you follow the history. But the first part of the story is actually pretty optimistic, and that is you can fight against the tide, and difference is television, you couldn't claim you need it for business, your client needs an answer tomorrow, and that's a problem, and that's why this session is not about getting rid of everything, it's about how to deal with and contain and when and whom. I can't overstress. There's no reason if a bachar, and I, I deal with bacharim and the bacharets, for lack of a better word, is a better word, but uh, uh, the base actors are doing a great job. They call a lot. Not as much as the bacharim, but they, they're smart and um, they want to know, can they get this, should they have this account, should they be on this? I said, you're in business? Sabachar, second year best medrash. said, well, I got a stock tip from my friend. I said, that's exactly, the stock tip is not just the Yitzhah to lose some money, it's to get you involved in this world. There's a time and a place for everything. As parents, as grandparents, whatever the heter is, 
you have to be pushing it off as long as possible. We were discussing in our phone call, preparation for Shaduchim. Not everybody's going to like this comment, but I have very, very fine Bacharim that I deal with, and most of them say that if they're being read a Shaduchim, they have many resumes in the desk, if the girl has a smartphone now, I'm not really interested. The Shaduchim, the resume is this high. It doesn't even get off the pile. And I'm happy to hear that the other side, the Nashim Sikhani, is saying the same thing. Why? This is this is they realize there might be a time when they have to log on to these things, but why trigger it earlier with all the problems, especially the preachers aspects and the like, earlier than necessary? So it's not only a question of containing, it's a question of containing in a way where you don't even start the issue till it's absolutely necessary. And Klai Yisrael, I think, is doing well in this regard. The yeshivas, a good yeshiva, will clamp down. Not everybody's able to do it, depending on the clientele, but that has to be firmed up, not given up on. So, back to the Pasuk. He says, Baruch Hashem, it's not going to be in my time. So what does that do for anyone? L'chera, what he meant was, Chizkiyahu Melech, my job as Melech, as leader, as the caretaker of Klai Yisrael, and this was his whole life. Keep the Beis Medrash Kaddish. Keep the fellow in the back with an incentive to keep everybody in. Have the sword out to show people how important this Sakana Snafaz. They weren't learning, they would have lost the battle, Sancheyev would be invading. And Chizkiel felt, and he was right, my job is to get this critical mass to a Chorban, but past the Chorban. Because Chayesel has to be here. We're not looking for numbers. We're looking to take care of the people who are already there, who could stay there. And Lamaisa, it's Arab Hanukkah. The bad news about Hanukkah, most of it was bad news, is they lost far more battles than they won. Nobody really focuses on this because we celebrate Baruch Hashem. They fought a battle they couldn't win. All four brothers got killed. It took decades before they had control of Eretz Israel. And they fought the battle against the Misyavnim, and Beis Chashmanoim became Misyavnim. They went off the derech, and then they were all wiped out. What are we celebrating? I don't want to ask Kashas on Hanukkah. It's coming, so we have to focus on it. We're all celebrating. This, so the answer is the same message. This is so important. This is cause for optimism. This is to get rid of the Yish. So our job is not to solve every problem. It's to control, contain, do what we can, and make sure enough Helege Yidin get to where they're supposed to be and their future deris. And that's the domain of leadership of the yeshivas, of the Beis Yankers. And the fact that the rest of the world says, uh, you're fighting against the tide, and this is not happening, and you can't do it, you can't do it forever. Can't do it forever is not an argument. You get into something in a safe way when you can, and what does one have to do with the other? And Hanukkah is about losing battles and winning wars. And Klai is still here. We're celebrating. Who gave them a small simon of a candle that burned. It was a nice nigla, but very small. You almost couldn't see it, unless you're an optimist. But they saw it was a message. So the Chiddush of the Chashmanaim, Chiddush of Matasio, is, I'm pretty sure he knew full well, we might win some battles, we might even take control if we fight this war for 30 years and lose half our men and most of our family. We might even not survive as a family, which they didn't. We might be wiped out. They, they became as Yavnim. They fought a battle against assimilation and they assimilated. Not the original ones, but it happened. So that's pretty depressing. The answer is no, because they got that critical mass to the next stage. And even though there was a Chorban, the people that survived had that Messiah. 
That is the crucial message here. And I think Chizkiah was not saying, you know, not my backyard, doesn't make a difference. He's saying, I have a job to do. We need more time to solidify that critical mass. We need more time to set the rules and regulations. How we're going to survive depends on the focus we have. And we need more time before Horbin. So they need more time. And if I'm not here, but they get more time, and they will yet have some kings who are tzaddikim who furthered that agenda. There's a professor in Stanford University who I don't know, but this is, uh, I'm going to quote two things from the Umis Elam just to show you at least one or two are still intelligent enough to realize that this is a potential horbin for somebody who wants to focus and think deeply. This guy, I don't know him, his name is Professor Donald Knuth, Knuth if I'm pronouncing it right, wrong, I don't know if he's a yid or not, but He's the father of all modern computers and programming. The man wrote the book on it. The last 40 years, anybody in computers, he's the man. Quote two lines from a very forceful message he writes on his homepage, which is very short. It's, it's a Pella, but it, he doesn't realize, for him it's important, he doesn't realize this is a message for Klaus, so I'm not here to give him schar, and he had no intent, but Email is a wonderful thing for people whose role in life is to be on top of things. Not for me. This guy is the Rashka Bahag, Lahavdul, of everything that's happened in the last 50 years. My role is to be in the bottom of things. Now, bottom of things doesn't sound too much, too much fun, too lively. Bottom of things means you're creating the framework from the bottom up so systems can work. That means you're really in charge. You're just not the type of person who has to be involved in every conversation and every guy who's active from California to India to China. He says, not like a chef. What is he supposed to be doing? What does the bottom of things mean? What I take to my, basically, job description takes long hours of studying and uninterruptible concentration. He says, I can't have email. I can't be on these devices all day because you get nothing done and I can't concentrate. And what I do needs deep concentration. I try to learn certain aspects of computer science exhaustively. I try to digest the knowledge and then make it accessible to people. As a people, we have to spend all of our time thinking very deeply, davening very deeply, planning very deeply. And it's Dover Pushit, which I'm sure we'll hear about, the statistics, the word productivity, and everything is down because nobody can concentrate. And that's why Fortune 500 companies are making rules and regulations, takhanas, lahavdul, because no one's getting any work done. Between the social media and then catching up on the news and then commenting on everything, there are very few hours left to the day. A Bentera, the Nashim Sitkaniyas who are getting married, taking care of families, raising families, helping their husbands learn, whatever their role is, there's no time in the day as it is. And this has sapped up any time left for any hasmada, any concentration, any long davening with a clear head, any family time, all gone. And this professor in Stanford who wrote the book in it said that if you want to think deeply ever again, and the man in the room, if you're learning, it's very hard to figure out Rabbi Kivager if you cannot possibly think for more than a minute and a half straight.
and that on top of the pizzas and the Lashon Hara and the Kroma Hashkafas and everything, that Lachar is the biggest problem. That's not to discount the need and the constant need for the filters and the accountability and all the things we spoke about previously. I have uh, CDs here. There's a danger, if you could pass me that one second. I don't have any more copies of this because they don't make CDs anymore. The cars don't carry them. But this was the original about 14 years ago. Kind of scary danger. Do not cross. It got worse since then. Uh, but this is on the USB if anybody needs afterwards. And it has about 2,000 shirim, and a lot of them are on these hashkafas. But this is in there. This still applies. I'm not talking about it today because that's a Dover Pashat, even though that many people didn't do anything about it yet. We're talking about the fact that there's an even bigger danger over here in Aniyah. Somebody is careful with the Yitzhahara and they're not looking and they're not reading Lashon Hara and they're not, just not performing. We need to think deeply and ignore most of what's going on. And in five minutes, you can get all the news. As a matter of fact, I could tell you what the news will be tomorrow or next week. It's the same news with different names. If you haven't figured that out yet, you're not paying attention. It's the same exact thing over and over and over again. Same exact thing, just fill in the blanks. along the lines of the Kedush of Klai Yisrael and how we can help devise a plan to raise the bar on this is crucial, there's a popular misconception that there's no Chiv Tachacha today. It's completely wrong. Down to the Mishabur of the Chaznish, Chaznish says we don't know how to give it that well, so maybe a Tink is still a Tink Shnishba, so Chaznish, seven days in your day, misquoted. He doesn't say it's no Tachacha, the Mishabur he's quoting talks about Tachacha. Tachach has to be with Ava, and it has to be smart, and you have to be the right person, but everybody has friends, everybody has family. You say, I'm working on this also, I'm not any better than you. Let's work together. That's part of filtering, never does a full job. You've got to try. Accountability is crucial because the filtering does 75%, and the accountability, at least somebody's looking. That somebody has to be somebody you have mirsis, your wife, your husband, your rebbe. A lot of people have heard this over the years. They just never put it on, and it's a simple uh, download. The Pella is... I don't normally quote uh, two sources, but uh, the second source, just the soundbite, the Harvard Business Review. Harvard used to produce people who would think deeply, even though we didn't necessarily hold the rest of the lifestyle. Uh, the Umasai won't have a big problem. We just have a bigger problem. We have to worry about this first. And this particular piece is about teams in the office and how to get things done. And he basically says, the title here is, The Best Teams Hold Themselves Accountable. And he writes a very, very practical article on the fact that he's a fellow who coaches companies and goes around the world very sought-after individual, and he says that our research shows that the top-performing team peers immediately and respectfully confront one another when a problem arises. They don't ignore it. He said he once walked into a meeting, and he was here to see the CEO to talk about what the company needs, but he got there a couple of minutes late. He sat down. He's in a conference room, and he's trying to figure out during the meeting who the CEO is. A lady walks in five minutes late, and somebody mentions, you're late. We called this for 10 o'clock. You're late. And she was a little uncomfortable. She says, I apologize. It won't happen again. But she was called out on it. So he figured that must be the CEO. That happened another six times during the meeting. And he starts waving at the CEO. The guy's looking at him like, who are you? And he spent two hours looking for a guy named Paul and couldn't figure it out. Turns out Paul was the quietest guy in the room. 
And he didn't have to manage anybody, even though he's the CEO, because the team was built on self-management. People took out hires for each other. People hear that today and say, no, 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 I was taught uh, nobody gives Musa. I'm not talking about giving heavy Musa. I'm talking about reaching out to the five, ten people around you and say, do me a favor, I need the help. The accountability program. But more than that, let's discuss, devise, there are trackers on all your devices, how much time you're spending. You'd be shocked if you'd open that app. And one person told me, I never open that, it's depressing. Because it's going to say out of 24 hours, you spent 23 hours on it. The only way this is going to be solved is if there's positive peer pressure and people care about the general trajectory of where this is going. So that means it's not a decision necessarily only from the leaders, not bottom from the Moetzis. It's a calling for everyone, and it's very doable, and that's the only way it's going to get fixed. Two more points, and then I will give over the mic to Mitzvah Shem. The uh, Yish part, which is what I hear about most, as I began with, this is fixable. Fixable doesn't mean we could solve everything. It means everybody has to worry about their family and their chaverim. I had a shayla from Bocher, Rosh Chedesh Elul, in a yeshiva. He said, there's a boy here with a smartphone. This is first year base medrash. And the yeshiva doesn't allow it. He said, what should I do? I said, you have a chiv to tell your rabbi of the Rosh Hashiva. He said, ah, I don't want to be a malshin. I like keeping my friends. He said, write an anonymous letter. He said, anonymous letter? He said, just write down. He said, they're going to tell my handwriting. He said, call your mother. She'll type it and print it. He couldn't believe it. He said, is this a chiv? I said, this is as basic as it gets. He said, this is basic. And if you don't do it, you basically have in the dorm a grenade where the pin was pulled out already. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And nobody else is doing it. You're the only one who asks. Obviously, you're a cut above. After another six conversations, he finally did it. I said, you're saving his life. Forget about everybody else. But it's a, it's a grenade sitting there. And he did it. It had very positive results. And they didn't find out who it was. People are scared of their own shadow. I don't want to look like a frumak. I don't want to look this. They're going to say this. One guy told me it's not good for Shaduchim. I said, I deal with Shaduchim more than you do. If you don't take care of this, it's far worse for Shaduchim. And the Yish aspect is one Pasuk in the Tachacha. And the Pasuk is missed because the Taich doesn't flow without the Mepharshim, but this is the Pasha Peshat. So the guy just heard horrible clawless and everybody should be good and scared and he said no not everybody's perfect so what does he mean we're talking about a normal person who's from in other areas the answer is certain categories we convince ourselves i'm good at certain things i'm not good at other things and i gave up on that we're going to work on that some people talk in shul some people don't some people learn i write checks it's all good we recognize not everybody can good at everything. Everybody's wired differently, and everybody has their challenges. That's why people get married. That's why their families and friends to complement each other. We also know that this pasuk says at the end, This is pretty frightening. That if you give up on a category and you give up on a sugya, you just throw up your hands. Then even when you're since you gave up legamre, it's treated as amazed. So even if you're an honest, and even if you couldn't help it, now that you're not even treating the topic, it gets written down as amazing. 
That's a Pashup shot in the Pasuk. Which means the mile of not giving up is A, we'll actually accomplish something as a tzibur, and B, even when we don't, if we tried our hardest, we'll be labeled as Anusim or Shogigim, not Mezidin. And with one comment of the Chavetz Chaim, Chavetz Chaim, Matsumim Besayef Yomov, they finally got electricity to Rodden. That was a chiddush to me in this story. I thought they only had candles. And one Arab Shabbos came, Leil Shabbos, they came on Bashul and it was pitch black in their hovel. And Chavetz Chaim asked, what happened to the lights? And somebody apologized. Electricity is on in the village, but we forgot to press the button. And the Chavetz Chaim was so nespal, he says, that's, that's incredible. He said all this in Yiddish. <laughs> that's amazing. He was mamish for, for five, ten minutes. He went on. He says, that's the, the Kedusha. The Shekhinah is everywhere. Just, you just got to press the button. You got to plug it in. That's the good news. The other news is, is that the tomb is also all over the place. Zulu Mizum. And everything is only a button or a click away. So it boils down to, what are we teaching ourselves and our children and our Chaverim? is how many times to press button A, how many times to press button B. You can't be pressing and clicking button B all day and all night, every six minutes, and then hope to press the button of Kedusha and you're davening and you're learning. It doesn't work. So when you think about this over the next couple of days or whenever you go home, understand it's not Nila, but there has to be some Kabbalah that I'll start tracking, I'll limit it, now, five hours, they're limited to one hour, they're limited to have a limit to certain zmanim. Everybody here knows, and I tell this to Bachram all the time, if your phone, if you own it, even a flip phone, the flip phones today, by the way, are, as you'll hear about the 4G, 5G, are all smartphones now. They're running on an operating system, which is a smartphone, just a smaller screen. That's pretty frightening. Also, you have to know that. It has to be tagged. If the phone, the most kosher phone, is near you, even if it's not on, if it's in your pocket, you can't concentrate. And I myself walk around without my phone as much as I can. And people sometimes come to Mincha from the other side of Muncie. We couldn't reach you, like for 10 years. No, no, just the last three hours. I missed, I was at a chasna last night. I missed a major tumult. I think a major tumult that started and ended in three and a half hours. I got home at 11.45 at night. It's two nights ago, actually. I checked my email before I went to sleep to make sure the world wasn't falling apart. I had 35 emails on the same tumult from many different people screaming, yeah, don't ask. And then the very last one, I made a decision in life. I scroll from the top down. A lot of people like to hear the beginning of the story. I'd like to see the last one. Maybe there's good news. And the, very, the first email I opened was, it was solved, Baruch Hashem. So I'm going to tell the young couple and maybe tell their children what they saved me from for this chasna. I didn't have my phone on me. They couldn't call me. And I was at a chasna. I was at a chuppah. And you turn off your phone. And I was talking and learning. I had a few meetings. We're not doing ourselves. HaKash Baruch is still around the world. You don't have to be involved in every single thing every moment of the day. It's absolutely destructive for your ruchnius and concentration. And we have to teach this to our children in a responsible way. That's the Alabase. We'll hear a lot more about it now, but something to think about.